Welcome back, folks. Uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports, and I'll use my computer and just go in here, and I'm going to check. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Too Much Dip podcast. My whoop battery is getting low, but the vibes in here are high. My name is Dave. KJ is here. On the mic, present in the building, ready to fucking pod. You're ready to recruit, actually. Okay. I, I, he wouldn't let me get a photo of you, but KJ is rocking the, the pony, the Mustang, the game issue, day polo, and it looks so clean. Well, it, that's part of the reason why it's being worn. Laundry day was yesterday, fresh off the press. But the issue I have with this shirt is what I told Brett earlier. It's a very nips-forward shirt. Mm. Like, if I lean my shoulders backwards at all, mm. I'm all aerial it out in this space. So, Man, I have, a, I have as a hard-nip guy, I have a big problem with uh, the thin – you know, tech material shirts. They yep. just can't. They can't contain the old nips, Dave. Just, you're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You. That's, That's Dylan, folks. That's the guy with yeah. the big nips. Is I'll, it big nips or just very? I don't have big nips. I have hard nips. Diamonds. Hard nips. Diamond studded. Diamond nips. Apologies, anyone we might be enjoying this over a latte or two, but uh, you know, content's going to be hot right off the press. We're doing a latte right now. Ah. Uh, That's Dylan on. again. Come Dylan Shivery. Um, hello. Hello. I am very happy to be in here. The uh, vibes, like I said, are hot. The vibes, um, immaculate, even though I had kind of a tough sports weekend, but that's okay. I'm here, and I'm happy to be here, and well, I'm, here to, I'm here to talk about it. So. I hope you're prepared, because we've blocked off about 35 minutes of this pod for you just to vent. And wow. we need you to kill each one of those minutes with just analysis on what went wrong. I will do my best, David. Yeah. you got to feel for NC State, man. More on that later. More on that later. The Wolf Pack. Good, good grief. Oh. Oh, KJ doesn't agree. Ooh, counterpoint. Uh. Hey, um, off the top, man, if you haven't done this, check out Too Much Dip with two Ps on Twitter, Too Much Dip Podcast on Instagram, and Meat, yeah, meat Smokers Only on Instagram. You can tell I'm not excited to talk about it because I, I botched the name <clears throat> only because I did some beef ribs over the weekend. Oh, no. I s- okay, I've had some people look at them and they said, and, and they tasted good, and they said, "Oh, those look really good." I'm not confident enough to post them. Maybe I'll post them today. Show your boys the meat. I'll show you guys the meat. You guys want to see it? No, no, not right now. Some of your meat. I hey, look real quick. If you're listening to this and you aren't yet checking us out on Twitter and Instagram, you are missing some straight heat. There's a yeah, lot, a lot of good stuff on there. Since I'm the one who does all the social media, <laughs> like I'm doing a great job. And I do this. I do all the circling back and all you the can, wash media you can stuff. Tribute. It's sure. all me. Okay. The content is is uh, immaculate. It's strong. It's great content. We haven't had too many. We've had to take down because there's just to Landry. Wow, <laughs> you're gonna at that man. Landry does a great job, man. Tell me I'm wrong. He does do. Tell me he I'm does wrong. a great job. He does. Can I call out job. Landry real quick? Oh, let's go. I'll just pull the curtain back. I know you guys are all about middleman and curtain rods, but. Uh, we had a discussion at length about an anniversary that had passed, about some potential content that could have been had over, I don't know, a former Heisman Trophy winner who may have been accused of a murder or two. And it was a double ultimately, murder. Ultimately, we, uh, yeah, I don't think anything came of it. There was a good, healthy conversation. We're talking juice? Juice. I'm just saying, if you will. Orenthal James Simpson. That's and uh, nothing came of it. Then there was a uh, subsequent unrelated conversation a week or two later 
about some other content, you know, which I won't get too deep into. And uh, we had a very similar outcome of that conversation. However, things hit the TL, <laughs> to which Brett just walks in and is like, didn't think I'd be waking up and seeing this. <laughs> Was oh. it the giraffe? Oh. <laughs> and, uh, the, yeah. The yeah. giraffe just giving mad neck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me just say that if, if I had – I do have the keys to the account now, but if, if I was – if I was the one posting, I probably would have kept that one in the in the chamber. But you know, that's that's just because I'm. Uh, don't get me wrong, I laughed. I'm not that guy. I giggled, but you're not. I'm not that guy. I've learned that when most of the conversations centered at what I would call, and this is not an insult to any of uh, my colleagues, as the kids' table, and no input from uh, the the powers above on on go ahead, you kind of get the sense like, all right, you know, have a green light. <laughs> But hey, lo- I didn't have any problem with lo- the giraffe. Love him uh, It was, <laughs> I don't know. He's this innocent little animal. I don't know what he's doing. And we're just, just totally sexualizing the, the, the poor fella or lady. I don't he know. Did, this giraffe did that for us. Either way, the description of, I didn't want to get too, descript- too aggressive with the con- uh, caption. And the caption oh. was, just want to see what that neck do. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you it. liked it. We're still hey, talking about it. I love it. every bit of it. I love everybody. It's provocative. Shout out to his family. Shout out to his family. Also, guys, shout out to Liquid Death. You know, over the weekend, I just went on a motherfucking killing spree because I just murdered my thirst the entire weekend. I absolutely went off on Liquid Death. I would hear. I don't know if you're joking or not, but I actually I I consume. Why would I joke about that? If you were if you were thirsty in my life, you did not have a chance. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, many people know. Uh, my name is KJ, uh, and uh, the lady also lives in my house. His name's Nicole. And, you know, I did play football, and we like to reenact some things. And you know, we did a little OJ gameplay, but I was just murdering Thirst. Wow. Uh, wow. You know, uh, my wife's still with us. Thirst, not with us. You have murdered your Thirst. Yes. All three of us have. KJ's I think Cool Adam over there is definitely six feet under at this point. Rest in peace, Thirst. Yeah. Two cans on the side of my house. The bad boys of water. That's what I'm saying. They've got the can that kind of it looks like you're drinking a beer that you picked up from the gas station. Bad boy shit. But it's not. It's a sparkling water. They I'm, also have the still water. I'm cruising up Mopac drinking my liquid death, and I'm yeah. just like, you know, I dare you, just just killing <laughs> thirst. And I feel like people are gonna look over like, oh, this dude's just getting tanked driving mm-hmm. driving down the highway. This guy's at a drinking problem. An hour, but it's but he does It's water. It's water. Drinking water is not a problem. No, it's very good. Especially for you. Uh, water from the mountains. I love mountain water. It's 100% mountain water from the Alps. You've seen us drinking it. I use it I, when, I, when I'm making an L. Dave, when I'm mixing up something or a zombie Dave, mm-hmm. I'm using liquid death sparkling yeah. water. I am. I like to picture my liquid death, like finding, like finding uh, like thirst maybe was like parked outside like a grocery store and dropping some C4 on it or something and then gets in the car to drive off and then it's, it's boom. It's boom city and, and just murder just murders it. That's you how know? you would murder your thirst. I'm just I just picture liquid death doing that to thirst if it were to find it out in the wild. Like, ah, oh, nah. I like to picture my thirst as uh, Joe Pesci in the end of Casino. Uh-huh. And that scene, you know, when like they bring him out there and then they just turn on him with the bats. Yeah. That's what I would do to my thirst when I crack open a refreshing liquid death mountain water. Sheesh. So just a, a mafia whack yeah. whacking. Yeah, and in this case, my I am the the mafia, right? Or and liquid death is liquid death. No, well, yeah, liquid death is actually um, the mafia in my also thirst. Also, the mafia. <laughs> also, it's all mafia. <laughs> okay. Shout out to mafia. Hey, go to liquiddeath.com/bang. Liquiddeath.com/bang bang. and get a free set of koozies with your first order of any case of water. 
Or you can get them at a Whole Foods and 7-Eleven, too. But you didn't know you could just walk into 7-Eleven and murder your thirst, Dylan. Did you know that? But you didn't. No, but they, I've seen them at Whole Foods quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of popular All there. All right. Yeah. They're prominent. You get it. You displayed. shop at Whole Foods. They have the, the end of the aisle uh, location, which is. Uh, we call those end caps at Whole Foods. Eight-year service. No big deal. That's prime grocery store real estate. You did eight years at Whole Foods? 02 to 2010. In cap, yeah, they're in capped at Whole Foods. You know, all of they high know school and college. They mean business, Dave. Did you ever? Not at that job. Oh wait, what's the question? No, I was gonna. Ask, I was just. I was curious, like how much you moved up there. Yeah, there yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Coming to Austin was an option at the end of it, and then I was like, Nah, your boy's gonna go work in the airport and sell headphones. Did you really do that? Yeah, it was a terrible decision. Anyway, let's move on. At, Dylan worked at the Singular store. I did Singular Wireless before AT and T. Okay. Ball. Respect Dude, it. I sold so many Motorola Razor phones. So many one G. He was working at the kiosk <laughs> at the mall, middle of the no, mall. I shit. Wasn't. No, I wasn't. It was a brick and mortar store. Respect it. And the Arboretum here in Austin. Ooh, that, dude, that was a, that's the coveted position. Everybody wants that gig. What, one of the customers there was Vince Young, actually. And one time he showed up uh, at ten o'clock on Sunday. We didn't open until eleven, but we opened the store just for him. Okay. And I was very nervous talking to him because I was. I still am, obviously, a big Texas Longhorn guy. Did you hook him up? No, he paid. I mean, just... Only stars I had Brandy Chastain and Big Black. And you know which one of those Ooh. I was excited to big see. Black. Rest in peace, Big, big Black. Black. R.I.P. Big 22, Black. son. 22s. Man ponds. That guy was the best. Great content. Great content. The best. Um, yeah, I don't have any similar stories. No Very one cool. no one of note came into the subway in Duncan. Boddicker never stopped in for a meatball sub. Never saw Boddicker, never saw Justin Simmons, never saw Greg Ostertag. I did see Je- Greg Ostertag in like 1991 at the Blockbuster on Cedar Ridge. That's sick. That's my claim to fame. That was my brush with greatness. Speaking of which, did David show you the uh, gift I, I sought high and low for and handpicked out specifically for him? What is it? Was it a... Hot dog holder shaped like a dinosaur? That, too. Or something also mentioned Cedar Ridge Preserve and uh, Haverburger. Oh, the Duncanville-opoly. Yes. Duncanville-opoly. I'm now a proud owner. I don't know if I should leave it here because I have, like, this thought that we should play it and now, do, like, a— Coming-opoly needs to stay in the package. We all agree on that. Yeah, that's a, Duncanville yeah, that's a collector's Opoly, item. You know. Coming-opoly might be worth something. <laughs> Someday. But yeah, thank you very much, Kate. Yeah, man. I didn't know Duncanville uh, was worthy of its own opoly. I, 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 it's probably the barrier of entry into that isn't very. Yeah, steep. it definitely dropped the bar. It was also an end cap, and I'm not going to say how many were missing, but I definitely rearranged the face to remove just one. <laughs> Duncanville opoly doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, does it? No. Dunkopoly is what they could there have done. Go. Yeah. There if you go. wanted to shorten it. Speaking of dunks. Oh, the National Basketball Association rolls on. Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, this is the most I've ever watched post-Mavs departure from the playoffs. I don't think I've missed a game. Yeah. I've watched every game. I've been, And you know what? I've enjoyed doing it. We got Milwaukee that took a 2-1 lead last night. Chris Middleton went off. 38 points. He was, he was um, unconscious in the fourth. Conscious, yes. Uh, the first half was weird. I made the comment last night. Just like watching a team – Maybe they had one three-pointer made through the first half. I missed the final minute and a half or so. But basically just be cold as can be from three and be tied at halftime. You knew it wasn't going to – you know, that wasn't going to hold up for Atlanta. Um, and after and what Milwaukee, the lights out. Oh, yeah. After what Milwaukee did in the second half – or, I'm sorry, in game two, uh, 
things don't look great for Atlanta. It's kind of how I felt it would go, but Trey gets hurt. Sheesh. Trey He's got like hurt. a what, bum ankle, sprained ankle? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the diagnosis. They said ankle. He, I don't know if you saw it. He stepped on the uh, on the referee's foot. Oh. Mm. Um, yeah, think. and he tweaked it, and he sat down, and it looked like he was just sitting there kind of like doing kind of a pout thing where he's mad there wasn't a call or something. But, no, he was hurt, hobbled back there. He came back out with like eight minutes left in the fourth. But he uh, he didn't have it. He didn't have the, the quickness and speed that his game kind of relies on. So he's so fun. Yeah. He is um, electric, and even though uh, Atlanta, you know, Luka occupies a great amount of real estate in the uh, Hawks fans' heads, because mm-hmm. I, I know this because they unsolicited just hit me up about it, like, every day. But I'm going to put that aside and say I, I love watching Trey, and uh, I'm very excited to see where this series goes, even though I think it's going to probably end in five. That uh, Going into I thought Trey's- so, too, game one, had me a little concerned, but I, I still see Milwaukee's the better team all around. Uh, last thing on Atlanta fans, uh, you know, maybe cut that back a little bit on the Giannis free throw uh, countdown. Like, it was cute for one game. But Giannis shot 70% or so from th- from the free throw line during the season. He also did during ser- uh, the first series. He took a big step back against Brooklyn for whatever reason, and he's shooting 70% again. But for some reason, every every missed, uh, which, I mean, he shot below 50% against them, for sure. But, you know, Hawks, A, this didn't start with your team, and he's shooting just fine. Like, so if you're going to cheer every third, you know, whatever it is, three out of ten free throws he misses, like, it ain't you. Get out there in a speedo if you're really about it. The the countdown is it's to make fun of him for taking so long. Is that what the deal is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to you're supposed which, to have ten seconds, and then which works when he's not shooting well. You're right, but then it's like ah, maybe we should just shut up. Uh, yeah, after the tenth one, you're like, okay, Acme Bricks got all the shine they need out of me holding up this sign for every free throw. Yeah, and it makes it a little bit tough to watch because you're just waiting for you're waiting for a late whistle, like once he starts a shooting motion, and right. they they've called it in the playoffs a couple times, I think, um, none so far this series, but yeah, I don't know, I think. He's um, the Bucks are better than I think I gave them credit for. Their complete team. The Hawks have a great roster too. Yes, I would kill to have Luca on that roster. Like to have those, like the supporting cast. They've got two legit centers. You've got a chance to get one of their pieces potentially. Uh, Give us the piece, Josh. Um, what's his last name? Collins. Collins. Um, John yeah. Collins. He's a restricted. Uh, I think. Yeah, restricted free agent. Um, but they're going to have to pay Herder and Trey. Uh, the following year, and I don't know if you're going to tie up, you know, 100 mil for three different players uh, like that. You let Herter go. Yeah. Well, Herter, he won you that series. You can and, uh, replace shooters easier than you can replace what Josh Smith brings to the floor, but I, I'd be shocked if they do that. And he doesn't strike me as a guy who's like all in on being a part of the Atlanta team, per se. I don't know why, but I don't see it. I don't see him going to Dallas for sure, but we'll see. Yeah. Over in the West. This one looks like it's uh, just about over. Kawhi is uh, – I don't know what actually is going on with him, but he's obviously not coming back in these playoffs. Yeah. So I think the only comment I've seen otherwise is that he could come back if needed in game six at the earliest, which they're down 3-1 going into game five. Kind of weird how this could have happened. I mean, uh, Suns took game one with CP3 out, and then game two, 
probably one of the most fun playoff finishes that we've seen. It took a while to get there. We logged out of her dance just to watch yep. it, and thank God we did. It paid off. The DeAndre Ayton um, alley-oop inbound pass was beautiful to see. And watching him throw uh, – what's his name? Zubach into the pick and then get up and, like, perfectly – Perfectly put that in the hole. It was it was it was great. It was a yeah. great great basketball play. Shout out Jay Crowder, former Maverick, Crowder, great yep. on the pass. How close was that to, to uh, goaltending though? There's not goaltending on an inbound pass. Uh, I guess what I didn't know mean? that. So that because that, it's he can't technically shoot the ball to be goaltended. So yeah, you can, you can put it right above the cylinder and it just has yeah. to tap in. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Which is why like. Like so, that was like there was like what point four seconds, point five, point six, whatever. There was only one play they could really make outside of like throwing the ball and having somebody like tip it in, like yeah. volleyball style. So, whoever was guarding the inbounder, was it Boogie? I mm-hmm. think it was Boogie. That's like, interesting. You got to take away that angle, and he didn't. Um, it was pretty shocking. But yeah, sick. The Clippers didn't, like, I saw Rondo. Rondo didn't even know the rule because, like, after it went down and, and they're celebrating, everybody's kind of looking around, like, wait, did that, does that count? Because it was clearly he was above the cylinder. Like, Rondo didn't know the rule. Rondo shoved somebody right after that. I think it was Book. Like, on the court, full-blown double-arm shoved, but then because of the chaos of, like, is there time left and all of that, like, that penalty never got – that foul never got called. Yeah, I was surprised because that, was, that wasn't just, like, a, a shoulder bump. Like, yeah. that was a straight-up shove. Not that it – I guess it could have mattered. What happened right before that play, though, you know, Bears mentioning is that Paul George has played exceptionally. I hate uh, I hate that it was him because I've kind of turned then, it around on Paul George. Yeah, and he missed those two free throws, and this would have never happened had he just made his free throws um, in clutch. So, I'm I'm I've definitely changed my opinion on Ty Lue as a coach. Uh, I think Paul George is as good as he was before. Just you know, maybe needs to get away from the noise a little bit. L.A. might not be the market for him because you know he performs well. He'll be fine. I just don't think he's getting the love he deserves as a star because of where he's at on that team. But I don't I'm I don't expect anything other than the Suns to finish this out, whether it be in five or six. And if it's in five, a well rested Suns team and then Milwaukee is still my guess. It'll be a fun series, but we're going to get so many lowest watch rating type bullshit. Dude, no one cares. Uh, articles. Agree. No that does that should not affect your viewing. If you like it, you like it. You're not getting people don't tune in because they know a lot of people are watching. So the guys who tweet that, they're just people who have an extra ground with the NBA for one reason or mm-hmm. another. So yeah, d- nobody cares if you're it's not low you're not selling ads, bro. Like why do you what do you care yeah, about? What, the, what, what is your interest? The audience in uh, size, like you know, you're, are you trying to short the market on the NBA or something? I, I, you're, I, not that guy. <laughs> you're not that guy. <laughs> um, but outside of the games, we had a slew of other NBA news. Yeah, we almost had to convene another Mavs emergency pod Friday. Um, Mavs have uh, agreed to hire Jason Kidd and Nico Harrison mm-hmm. uh, to be their GM. Jay Kidd's going to be the coach. Um, this is somewhat shocking. Um, like his name was out there. I think everybody thought, everybody, most people in Dallas thought it was going to be. Um, Jamal Mosley, the assistant that yeah. everybody on the team really likes and who's going to interview for the Orlando job and I think the New Orleans job. Um, but, yeah, not him. On his way out, Rick Carlisle went, asked uh, – after he'd already accepted the Pacers job, um, he just unsolicited, wasn't even asked, said that the Mavs should hire Jason Kidd because him and Luca have so many um, things in common as players, some special ca- – things that make them special. 
there's a lot you can read into that um, because it's Rick Carlisle and because I've been following him since he's been here. Um, I'm reading it through the worst possible prism for him because mm-hmm. it, the guy is just – that's how he is. He's a, he's a calculated guy. He's kind of a dick um, to the media. And he did not leave on good terms, and that's pretty obvious. But, um, yeah, Jake Kidd, man. I, I don't know what I think about it yet. I know initially I was out, but then I kind of convinced myself if him and Nico Harrison, who was a Nike exec – who everybody in the NBA, including Dame Lillard, loves, mm-hmm. loves this dude. And people have been trying to get him out of Nike into the GM's role for a while. Um, if they were a package deal, then I'm, I think I'm on board. I, th- I think what I support most about it is that at some point in time, Mavericks fans ask for a full wholesale change. You know, there have been so many complaints over the years of inability to attract free agents, inability to be perceived as a team that players want to go to. And now, in short order, you know, Tristan Thompson did vocal uh, uh, vocalize support for Jamal Mosley and say he's the guy, you, you know, he'd be a player or a coach that players like. But Dame Lillard also has voiced support for wanting to play for Jason Kidd. Unrelated, but, I mean, having a coach or a structure in place where you know that, um, for lack of better words, non-European slash white players would be attracted to. Mavs have a a short history of just being ineffective when it comes to attracting uh, big stars uh, that aren't European, it seems like, or Chandler Parsons. I don't think it's a fair uh, critique, but that's their track record. And this might change that. Yeah, and I I think, you know, when you compare, like, the players, like, Dirk obviously was a legend, but his game doesn't really lend itself to Mm – He's not. You watch his game, you're like, oh, this dude's awesome, but I don't know if I want to play with that guy. Luca can get you the ball in the perfect position anytime, anywhere, no matter what. And, like, he's a dude I could see some people wanting to play with. And I, I think other players have said as much. I know ex-players have, other GMs around the league. You hear people talking about it all the time. Um, Jake Kidd hasn't exactly had the mm-hmm. best coaching track record. Um, he's played out both, spot, both spots, Milwaukee – and the Nets and the Milwaukee one was on weird terms. He had that grudge match with uh, was it Ainge? No, not Ainge. Who was um, GM? Whoever their GM was. But oddly enough, Giannis really, really liked playing for Jason Kidd. But I honestly he pissed off everybody else. <laughs> I had forgotten he coached Giannis. Yeah, I think was there when they drafted him. I want to say, but I mean it was before Giannis was like NFL or NFL NBA MVP caliber. Still great, but um, I think we dive more into the Mavs situation as we approach next season. Uh, Blazers also announced they are hiring Chauncey Billups, uh, former Piston great. Uh, Dame happy question mark. Yeah, so I forgot I forgot the reporter's name. The the guy who who issued uh, who wrote that column about how Dame's not happy about it. Apparently that dude is like very close with Dame, or at least like Dame's guy in the media. It's I don't Dame's know. If, I don't know if they're friends like uh, KD and Jackie, but. Um, <laughs> This, there's something legit here, and this got released for a reason. I don't think Dame likes the hire. It's a weird deal. Everybody, uh, a lot of people in the in Mavs Nation, are they're thinking, oh, we can get Dame now. I'm not ready to go that far. Um, but if it happens, I'll look like a real dummy in at least one group text. But that's fine. I don't. I just Dame is. He's like the 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 best player they've ever had in franchise history. Yeah. In Portland, I don't think it's particularly close, and I don't see them. Losing him, but you got what Clyde and Sabonis would be the other two 
Hall of Fame. Rasheed names. Wallace for me. Sheed. Um, <laughs> real, I guess other notes that I don't have on here before we move forward since we're talking Pistons. Pistons did win the NBA lottery. I love that bit, draft lottery. I don't know why I watch it every year. I'm glad that we didn't have to see the Cavs owner's son up there in a bow tie uh, again to try to draw the first pick overall again. Um, it's happy to see Big Ben representing the Pistons. They, they took away first pick overall. Um, nothing other really, you know, uh, exciting about that except for Pistons live first pick, which I'm should, happy for Will to freeze. Yeah. Him and his family and, um, uh, Kate Cunningham out of Oakland States should be that pick unless they trade out. Uh, what the hell's happening on with, uh, Kevin Durant. And, uh, actually before we get into that Celtics hired the Nets assistant, Ime Udoka don't have a lot on them. Looks to be a well-respected hire. You know, uh, excited. What the hell's going on with Scottie Pippen? And uh, KD. Uh, what is what is the uh, what's her name? Jackie is Jackie McMullen. Mm-hmm. Um, Big around the horn contestant. Yeah, she had some. I don't know if it was on around the horn, but she somewhere said that KD wants to win three championships and told her that. And KD, um, in classic KD fashion, was like, "Yeah, I don't talk like that at all. That's not something yeah. I would say." And <laughs> I'm not spe- I'm not really friends with Jackie, so I don't know why she would say that. And it's a pretty brutal tweet because I think Jackie is very nice and I've always enjoyed her on Around the Horn. Mm-hmm. Not that I watch it anymore, but back in the day. So it it, it kind of looks mean from KD, but like if she is putting words into his mouth and just, you know, speaking on his name, something that's not true or exaggerated, like you can't just expect to not get called out, especially when you're going at K- when you're saying it about KD, the one guy, the most likely guy to clap back. <laughs> What do you think uh, has a higher potential of you getting clapped back on? Like, you just throwing some wild shit on Twitter at, like, some disc golf guys or at KD? There's no doubt Paul McBeth is clapping back on Wilbur Freeze <laughs> at some point today. At he's some not point. He's Tiger. He's the KD of uh, disc golf. There you go. Sorry, Will. He's not that guy. Uh, yeah, so speaking of KD, Scotty Pippen went at him a little bit and just said geez. he's – basically just said he's no LeBron James. Not a team player. He's a scorer, not a team guy, I guess, in some fashion. Scotty's getting a lot of airtime. And he has a book coming out. Is that is that true? I mean, is he is he I don't a, little, know. a little press tour to to get the, the book out there? I don't know. I thought I don't know if somebody was joking when I saw that. Because he spoke to Dan Patrick today, by the oh, way. Oh, DP. And he told uh he told Dan Patrick, and I think this is, governor. I think this is in the book that he has coming out, that Phil Jackson we all know who Phil Jackson is. Mm-hmm. Is a racist, so not sure what what Scott Scott that that man Scott is up to. Uh, but that's always a great feathers. clap back. If yeah, if you just uh, formalize somebody's name, yeah, you know, uh, in the reply, or if somebody has a handle but they also include their name in the handle, and you just first name them on Twitter, it's always a yeah. good comeback. And after he he came at KD, KD of course pointed out which we all learned in the the Bulls documentary mm-hmm. that, that you know Pippen sat out a summer instead of. Uh, getting in shape and, and all that because uh, some contractual stuff he wasn't happy with and decided, you know what, I'm just going to I'm gonna enjoy my summer. Well, he also uh, sat out a, a game-winning play because he was, he was the, the shot was going to Kukoc, mm-hmm. uh, and he was th- supposed to inbound the ball, and he said, I'm out. Uh, and KD noted that, and that kind of fits into the what Scotty is alleging about Phil being racist. Um, this happened like – this hit the, the timeline like two hours ago, so I don't know completely what he said. But and that was during the uh, 
Jordan playing baseball era, right? Yes. That's why yeah. Kukoc was taking the shot and not Jordan. And to be clear, Kukoc hit that shot, right? And to be clear, Kukoc is a good shooter. Like, he was a better jump. <laughs> was he not a better jump shooter than, than Pip? I don't know. Not that say he's you a better player. Pippen's name, Pippen and anyone would be like, "Hey, he's the shooter on any of those teams." Like you go Kerr, Kukoc. Pippen was not known to be an offensive guy, period, and much less a, a, a jump shooter. Yeah. So. I don't know. Uh, it's a weird deal. I guess he might. Yeah, looks like he does have a book coming out uh, per the Twitter. But I didn't remember this. Phil apparently had some comments about LeBron and LeBron's. Uh, he used the term "quote posse," and LeBron was like, "Okay, early on, yeah, early on." And, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the complete context, but there were some like grumblings, including I think LeBron said like, uh, "If it wasn't uh, like me and all my black friends, would you call him a posse?" Yeah, and I think it was valid. I just I completely had forgotten about that. No, and in Phil caught heat for that when that happened, and and LeBron played it well, which I mean. If LeBron's not LeBron, which is a hard hypothetical to even pitch, like, do people look at Rich Paul? Because he wouldn't be Rich Paul, like, had LeBron not, you know, put him on and, and gave him this platform. Rich Paul's earned his stripes, has proven himself very valuable uh, as a manager, as an agent, and all of these things to several athletes. But his beginning came as being LeBron's guy and his buddy. Uh, and LeBron did a tremendous job of bringing those around him with him to the top. And Again, if the player doesn't pan out, you can only imagine how many other players try this approach and they're not as valuable as Rich Paul or LeBron's circle. Like Allen Iverson had a Rich Paul or guys around him. Maverick Carter. Yeah, Maverick Carter's another the example. Other dude? Yeah, 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 it's Rich Paul and Maverick Carter are uh, LeBron's guys. Um, it's just kind of one of – is Rich Paul not the name I'm looking for? No, I think I think that's right. Okay, okay. I'm, for some reason, I'm thinking of Three Six Mafia for some. I don't know. DJ Paul. DJ Paul. No, um, uh, I I just think when any any time like uh, this comes up, it's like, do not say the term posse unless it's a bunch of insane clowns. <laughs> Wyatt Earp and fucking walking down the road <laughs> with his boys. Posse's been around for a while. <laughs> I don't know when that guy like the, the meaning of that became a problem or what. I don't know, but. It's a good uh, word. Whiter. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, Scotty's unhinged, and I look. I'm glad it, it's good content. I, it'll make me tune into at least a clip of Dan Patrick. I'll say this: I will never buy the book that follows. Like, uh, come out with all of your HSOs and your press tour before the book comes out. You got to like, save something for the book. Man. It happens with the Meet the Press circuit way more often than it does in sports and other other venues. But like, you're not breaking any ground that's going to change anything usually if you were why didn't you say it six months ago yeah you're not that guy pal <laughs> you know what i mean you been um, watching some olympics i've been doing some olympic uh, with 30 minutes in you've, you've used that sound clip one time without like, the button so disappointed. yes exactly what are you talking what sound clip okay um i just real quick we don't have to spend a lot of time on it but i watched a lot of the olympic trials and uh, i wanted to just talk about the gymnastics and kind of what i saw because it's been pretty controversial but um, I'll do a quick recap, just kind of off the dome. Like Simone Biles, like had an off night. Okay. Like stepping out of bounds twice, falling on a beam on a side aerial, which is typically a very easy skill and her small mishap on the bars. Like, don't forget about that, but she still managed to come out on top due to her high level of difficulty. And her first pass on the floor, it's a triple twisting double back. And she went in with way too much power from what I saw, which caused her to step far out of bounds, easily like a three tenth deduction. It typically, she then went on to do like her second skill that's named after her, a double layout with like a half out and didn't connect her stag jump out of it, which is pretty rare for Simone. I think we can all say that. Can I pause you 
real quick. I had what, no idea you knew this much about Olympics. And let me let me tell I you mean, a little bit gymnastics. about um, Sunny Lee or Suni Lee. I think it's Sunny Lee. She had an outstanding Sunny. bar routine, KJ. What is it? Is it Sunny? I think it's Suni. It's hard to say. She had an outstanding bar routine. And even missing the connection from her uh, pack to the high bar and losing some of her bonus, like it was still great. Her beam routine was flawless as well, nailing everything in the routine, including a very difficult uh, aerial layout for her series. She did a great job showing everyone she can come back strong in Tokyo after her ankle injury, which you love to see. Something absolute I've been, I was hoping to see it. Jeez. And don't get me started on Jordan Childs. She was an absolute rock both days. She did rock. She was a rock star. Consistent on every event, Jordan has a high level of difficulty with most of her skills being an E, in quotes. Um, and we really didn't see any major mishaps from her throughout the entire competition, which is really, really impressive. Um, this one was tough. Kayla DeCello, she came into day two in a high spot, but an uncharacteristic fall on the bars during her Chachev. It caused her to slip further down the list. It's uh, tough. You hate to see that. Yeah, and, you know, that's about all I got. Is I mean, the, since, since you know so much, I'm just going to direct this question straight to you, Dave. Are the Olympic teams set? The trials, have they concluded? Do we know who's going to represent the United States yet? Yeah, you know, we don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sick. No further details on that. You got to think I Simone's going to uh, be there. I was surprised by the fourth selection. You know, I, I, still I in gymnastics. You know, okay. I haven't been paying attention to Grace much, which is why I haven't talked about her. Her consistency is just lacking. I feel like she'll be a wild card. I think in Tokyo. Many are saying, and, uh, I, and I didn't get a chance to watch a ton of the track and field. Um, I did. You did. Yes, I, I did. In fact, you know what? I can fill you in. Obviously, Allison Felix is a big part of this. I should read here, but no no worries. I watched enough Allison Felix to know that every time they say her name, they'll remind you that she had a daughter two years ago, Cammy, because they played the same feature package over and over and over. A and personal her, interest story. Just like, Cammy. Kurt Warner wife level of camera time that her two-year-old daughter got. And you know exactly what Kurt Warner's wife looks like because they couldn't stop yes. showing her. He used to bag groceries. Exactly. Same level of thing. But Allison Felix, who's the most decorated female, actually, I think, yeah, female track athlete in the history of the United States, will be returning for her fourth Olympics. Uh, she's 35. She's entered both for, uh, I believe, the 400 meter uh, she qualified for, and she'll represent the U.S. there. Not going to represent the U.S. in the 200 meter, which she, you know, fought hard. But Gabby uh, Richards, I want to say is the girl's name. Harvard grad, trains at UT. She's doing her Master's of Public Health in Epidemiology. She's like 22, Sheesh. 21. Jeez, or no, 22, 23. And she is I saw, a star. I saw some coverage on her this morning, yeah. A star. I did my Master's in Epidemiology. Okay. That's sick. Cool. Adam kind of liked it. Who is the fastest 100-meter? Carey. What about, South what about on the men's Dallas. side? Uh, men's side, uh, Noah Lyles. Qualified both 100 and 200. He got second in the 200 heat that he was in. There's a 17-year-old, youngest track athlete that's going to travel for the U or in the U.S. Olympics to qualify. Goodness gracious. 17 in high school. How, and, are, uh, how are we supposed to do in, in track this? Better be good. Best to be good. Uh, that's the one is, thing. Is I there Usain Bolt out there this year? I don't believe. Well, who knows? Uh, I have not seen cool runnings this year yet, so I don't know what. They have, they have a doping issue over there, right? Uh, no, yeah, no. I mean, it ain't like we're free of that. <laughs> I, just no, assume, uh, USA, I assume everyone's doping. Yeah. Well, uh, Jamaica, like, they came out of nowhere. And so a lot, a lot of spec, a lot of speculatory uh, opinions out there. Well, they came out of a conflict resolution when uh, 
the British, you know, no longer colonized and they allowed them to be independent in the 1940s. Oh, I actually okay. I have no idea what year it is. Yeah. But just cool. assume that Britain colonized and decolonized at some point and you're usually good. Um, Noah Lyles, other name you should remember, Sydney McLaughlin. Um, I'm all over fucking Olympic trials. I hope I didn't get burned out on it. Summer Olympics are so fun, man. It's We need to have Brad. I mentioned this earlier. We're going to have Brad from Internet Party. He doesn't know it yet, but he's going to have to agree to giving his two cents on what he sees when he watches uh, track and field events because it gives me a pit in my heart, like, watching these things. I ran 400, not very good, uh, but I ran at school where Jeremy Warner, who won some golds for the U.S., ran, and nothing is more humbling than, like, being like, you know what, I'm pretty good at this, and then, and then you're, you're not, not even fucking close. Like, yeah. 20 seconds What What not is the close. relatively long one they did yesterday? Is it the 1,000? There was a 10,000-meter race, a 25-lap race. I, watched, I think I watched that one where the uh, it was the dude at the end. Oh, the men's. I didn't see the men's, though. Okay, I watched the men's, and um, the guy who was born in Kenya and he's now a naturalized citizen, mm-hmm. he was out in front, and I guess the, the dude behind him was like kind of clipping his feet, and he turned around and gave him like a finger wag as they're running. And then oh at the very God. end, like that one, two, swag. and three, all, they all hugged each other, and it was all fun and games. But it was just – I was like, dude, how, that was like some Usain Bolt shit. You don't see that very often, a finger wag mid-run. Dylan, to go back to your question about are we – is the roster all set? I My schedule that I'm looking at right here lists things only through the 27th, but I believe there are finals going on tonight. And okay. part of that might have had to do with the heat dome. I think a lot of the um, – the Olympic like final selection is discretionary. I mean, it's like the coaches will be like, okay, like S- Simone, she may have not finished like a qualifying yeah. b- event, whatever. Well, they're scoring there, so. But like, she's Simone, so we're gonna. She's coming to Tokyo. Stop! Don't, David. Don't do it. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. I would say the track and field is, I you know, there were there was an issue all weekend long with the blocks, the starting blocks, because they're digital and pressurized so like you cannot move your foot but you can all right i'm saying this wrong you're not moving your leg or your toe off of the block but like say you move your heel and it would feel that movement and call you as a false start even though technically like if it was just by the eye they'd be like oh well you you didn't move you just kind of flexed up before you pushed off and the blocks were going off all weekend and there was one instance i think in the 200 meter final uh where they had a guy false start legitimately and then, the, you know, once you get that warning, you get another green card. You know, they give you a green card or whatever. You false start again, you get DQ'd. And there are people who fucking clipped hurdles, Olympic hopes over. You know, fall off the pommel, you know, not pommel horse, the uh, steeplechase bar, bust your mouth open like a couple of people did. And yeah. Good luck next year, in, right. in four years. Right. That sucks. It sucks, man. Having having this event every four years, obviously it's like the pinnacle mm-hmm. of – their support they train for basically the entire lives yeah and then one little slip up can or just one little just not having a great day and then boom what they're done i guess between track gymnastics swimming you know keeping it to the main ones is there something you find yourself watching way more than the others come olympic time i know we're further in yeah this for me it's planned. it's it's men's track and women's gymnastics those are the two like premier ones for me same okay i'm looking for uh, the next dominique mochiano well, we got Simone Biles, who's absolutely goaded. She's pretty good. She's she's borderline goat status. She's she's not. She's cl- I mean, she's clearly Dominique, man, Mociano. You ask me when I was like seven, 
Like who's you got a crush status. on her? Is what you're it trying to say? It was Dominique. I think it was Dominique. Is Michaela Maroney not? She's too old. No, she, no comment. Uh, she's kind of don't don't look at my search history. She's kind of oh, what? She's kind of what? She's out there. Right I think now. she's, she's kinda has, a little weird. Yeah, she has. She's had a Britney. Yeah, she got a little weird. Laps. She's under conservatorship. She's in a commercial. She is. It gets played often. Airing. Yeah. So uh, no, no. Good. Obviously, Simone Nastia is the Lukin go. Guy. What? Nastia Lukin and Carly. Dallas's uh, own. Yeah. SMU's own. Well, hmm. she went there after she was done with uh, gymnastics. But there's Simone, a 24 year old no. on the on the women's gymnastics team who made it, and that seems a little bit. I, I know talking to. Um, people who did a lot of gymnastics not me personally said that that's that's back in the day like you were washed up at 18 i'll put the these re- days. the quest out there you know a friend of an, a former intern i would like their input on some of these things going into the games as well so i would too because like all i'm going with now is like my original my just uh, observations when i'm watching yep you know which remain goaded speaking of observations while they're watching mr baseball oh it's time to talk baseball huh yeah yeah, I watched uh, quite a bit of uh, the College World Series over these last several days, and uh, my Longhorns have gone home. Cool Adams Longhorns as well, and they have gone home. They, uh, yeah, they're in a must-win there. So they obviously lost first game to Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. So when they when they met them again in the semifinals, they had to beat them twice. They got the first one. Um, Late home run by Ivan Melendez put them up by three in the ninth inning. There's a little rain delay action, so they had to finish the half inning at like one thirty in the morning, I think it was. What a beating. Yeah. This is the second game in a row for them that they had to mm-hmm. they got delayed. They had it it ran really late. Anyway, they won that game and then they played again on Saturday. Mississippi State again had him had to beat him again. Got up on him early a little bit, and uh Mississippi State has just a really strong pitching staff. You think it's a problem when your team is getting out hit like four hits to ten, and you're just holding on for dear life to that lead? Yeah, <laughs> they they were getting hits, but they weren't they weren't just like really squaring up the ball. They were just kind of knocking around the park a little bit. Um, but yeah, they, it went to the ninth, and uh, they hit a, a walk off single to, to win. Who was the uh, reliever that came in that's pretty baller and hadn't given up a run in forever? Forgot Quintilla? the first name. Oh, for Texas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Quintanilla. Quintanilla. Not Quintilla. I what? forgot his first name. <laughs> I was close. Uh, that dude's – I think he's a freshman, maybe a That's sophomore. insane. That dude's That, that dude's, dude's sick. I felt, I felt bad for him because he's been, he's been nails. Like, he throws like mid-upper 90s yeah. uh, and just has a – he's got some nasty stuff. He's very good, but the Mississippi State pitching staff – I called them a little chachi, I think, before. I'm, sta- I'm going to stand by that. They're pretty chachi, but they, they they can sling it. Give me, like, one characteristic that leads you to believe that they're chachi. Um, so the the kid, Will Bednar, who absolutely shut Texas down the first time they played. WB. Had, had 15 mm-hmm. Ks through oh, six bets. innings. Um, he just got super mouthy, especially after he was pulled. Um, and he did a horns down situation, leaving the mound one oh, time. There we that's go. a fifteen yard now throw. The Which flag. Just, it's just stupid. Jeez, it's somebody in the somebody in the Olympic trials is throwing some horns down. Why, why would you do that? Uh, there was no use sprinter, I believe, uh, who, who pulled that move. You're, you're qualified. That's how you Olympics, represent dude. your country. It was weird not to go back to Olympics. It was very weird to see all the like college, like leotards, which again run in what whatever you're most comfortable in. But it was very strange to see. Yeah, that part of it. Anyhow, you think anybody was um, running in bird dogs? I doubt it. Do you feel like the better team won this series, or if it was just a matter of how um, the games played out? I, it's hard for me to say that Mississippi State was a better team. They were definitely a better team 
this past week. Right. Their pitching was unbelievable. You got to give it to them. They had two two horses really. They had that that the starter Bednar and then the reliever Sims, who are both, you know, probably top three round draft picks. And when you're in a format like this, you know, when the games are so spread out, you it, it enables you to pitch these guys mm-hmm. multiple times. So Bednar started both wins against Texas. Um, and, and props to him. He's he's pretty dirty, and so was that Sims kid. Can I ask a dumb question so before they, we get they oh, advance I'm sorry. to the championship? Yeah. Before we get into the other half of yeah. the bracket, are there any differences in dimensions or mound height or anything as far as college baseball versus major league? I know that you have metal bats and wooden bats, and I metal batted that. It's so fucking hard not to. <laughs> uh, I no. know that you have different bats, but are the mound length anything different? The, the dimensions are exactly the same. The mound height mm-hmm. may be a slight difference okay. and i'm not exactly sure it would probably be higher i would assume right it would probably be it would probably be lower in oh. college if i if i had to guess okay. and um. that that promotes more hitting because it changes the angle of the pitch obviously but um i think it's probably the same but don't don't quote me on that just curious just yeah. curious. now but on the other side of the bracket some Ooh. uh some controversy I, what happened here I, as I understand, I mean, Dylan, you probably know the whole story, but I don't. I'm 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 trying to catch up. Actually, I, the I read, timeline, I read I an article I'm, this morning. The timeline I'm shaky on. So, Vandy and North Carolina State were yeah, Vanderbilt. I don't want to find out there's a Man U situation with Vandy or something. Um, I think you're safe there. Vanderbilt and North Carolina State were slated to play in the other half of the College World Series semifinals, and as I understand, Vanderbilt, one of the top ranked teams projected to finish well. North Carolina State coming into it was kind of yeah. a Cinderella story here, right? Yeah, well, similar to Texas-Mississippi State. So, uh, Vandy caught one loss early on, so mm-hmm. they had to beat NC State twice in a row. Oh, Vanderbilt okay. was is a highly a highly ranked team. Yep. They have some some definite Kumar major Kumar Rocker. Le- yeah, he, that dude is nasty. He's a, he's a major leaguer. Uh, NC State has been kind of just on fire lately. Um, yeah, they... They they, Vandy had to beat NC State twice, um, and then the controversy happens. So then, I don't know that if it's Thursday, Friday, whatever. Right before their first game against one another, you find out that NC State has a COVID outbreak, or that a few people have tested positive. So they roll out there with thirteen players and maybe missing some staff members too. This was um this was before. Okay, this was before their f- Thursday or Friday matchup, I think. Mm-hmm. So this was, they, they were already 2-0 and at this point. And then it, I think because some of the members of the team were not vaccinated, there was a mandatory test that they had to go through. And I think three or four of them tested positive. I hope I'm not getting this wrong. No, uh, either way, they had an yeah. outbreak, and it caused them to be shorthanded in game one. But because, because that there were a few guys who tested positive – the unvaccinated guys who tested negative were also made to, or asked to sit out because, because they were, they were exposed. Oh, okay. They're, yeah. Okay. Close contact with them. So NC State had 13 guys that they could play in that game. And I think four of them were, yeah, four of them were pitchers mm-hmm. and then nine position players. Which makes a few it harder. Of these, a few of the guys <laughs> who started had, like, not played the whole season because they were – Backups, yeah. there's bench guys, and to their credit, they they held tough with um, with Vandy, but it wasn't enough. And then eleven hours after that game ended, 
the like inci- one in the morning or NCAA something. NCAA announced yeah. that, uh, you know what, we decided to go ahead and, and Additional and positive tests had come out of like the addition, like secondary testing. And so the circle of contacts was bigger than they initially realized. And that's when they pulled the trigger. And so NC State, you got to go home and good luck getting home because the NCAA has like strict rules on like traveling with positive cases, as does CDC and everybody else. So they were like trying to figure out like, okay, can we quarantine them in Omaha? Now we have to pay for like staying here for two weeks or how the fuck do we get out of here? It was a nightmare I don't know. I, I don't know the best way to handle the situation. Yeah. I don't even know why testing is even that important at this point. Okay, Kim Mulkey. You know, because the entire game is played outdoors. I mean, it's just, it's a factor. It is, whole, a, is a big yeah, factor. Yeah, and like, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just feel bad for these kids. It's, it's a, it's a shitty situation. I mean, it really is. I, I don't know if I'd be mad at my teammates for not being vaccinated or mad at the NCAA for stepping in and calling off that last game. I don't know. You got to think just there's those dynamics on the team too. Like, I guarantee there's one or two kids who are vaccinated and or like somebody on the team like has made a deal about this in the past or said something vocally like, hey. Yeah, the and then ins- probably got shouted down and probably got yeah. you know called a dweeb, whatever. Per, per ESPN, the NCAA said the decision to rule NC State out was based on the recommendation of the championship medical team at the Douglas County Health Department, which is in Nebraska, obviously. Time out. They're the championship medal- <laughs> medical team? Championship medical team. So that, these a- guys are the best so of the best. Yeah. These are the yeah. best of the best. You, dude. You do not want to try to out-doctor these oh, guys. I thought you were just going to go with the CDC, but you brought the championship <laughs> medical team in. And if you're uh, on the other side of the coin, if you're Vandy, you feel like you haven't deserved to be in the championship. At this Asterisk. Point. You know what I mean? Like you feel, you feel a little cheap about the whole situation. It sucks, man. It really does. Yeah. Ima- imagine, imagine being on that team. You make it this far, and you're up. You have you're up. You're two zero in the in the in the in the bracket. You have to just win once out of the next two games to advance, and then this shit happens, and, you, and you're going home. It just sucks, man. It does, and I, I don't want to be – I'm not going to get mad at college kids for, you know, the vaccine stuff. Like, they're, it's not like the John Rom situation where – I mean, John Rom he had had his first one, so it's easy to be like, well, all you had to do is get vaccinated. You wouldn't have even been tested. Um, you know, you're 19 years old. Everybody's kind of an idiot at that point. Between you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like the college age kids. I'm not mad about it, but um, I'm wondering what percentage of like the other teams are vaccinated, mm-hmm. and like this is just you know bad luck, or if, if Vanderbilt or I guess North Carolina State's just like disproportionately. Yeah, that'd be good to know. Vaccinated because if if for some reason they were vocally or strongly you know uh, opposed to the idea of of getting vaccinated. Or, you know, if for some reason some medical advisor on their team suggested they don't, you find that out. Like, say you've got players and or people on the team are like, hey, you know, we want to get vaccinated. And somebody comes out and it's like, oh, you guys should hold off until after season or whatever. Like, if you found that out, like, I'd lose my shit. Like, if I was one of those yeah. players, like, first and foremost, you know, we assume all will be in good health, both now and in the long term. All of that aside. I have a difficult I, I have difficulty feeling bad for them simply because whereas like the John Rom situation, like you know what you have at stake to lose. He lost millions of dollars based on a personal decision and that's on you. You've paid that price. For these kids, like this isn't going to impact any of their draftability or any of their ability to like 
go on to the majors or be successful, it does take away a, a unique once in a lifetime experience and opportunity. But whatever that's worth to them. Do you think these players were made fully aware of what this could potentially lead to down the line by not getting vaccinated? Because you're like you they said, played the whole you're season 19, under 20 this. year old yeah. kids, and it's like. I'm invincible. I don't care, but fuck this. But if they knew that they could lead to this down the line. I would think so because you've got so many other NCAA like college football games and other baseball games that were probably played under the same pretenses that you're testing regularly as it's been more available. That like it wasn't a surprise that they would cancel or reject a team. I think it's just one of those where by the time they probably were like, Hey, we're going to Omaha, let's maybe bet on ourselves and protect us. It's too damn late. Like I guess you could have got your shots the first week or so and been out of the weeds like 80 percent protected depending on whatever numbers you care about i just again i think assuming availability and assuming that nobody directly told them not to get vaccinated you're making the decision by following your own choice it's entirely their own choice i'm okay with that it should be but you're making the decision to put yourself at risk of being kicked out yeah. of the tournament. I think one of the coaches, maybe the head coach for NC State, came out and said, like, it's not our job to, like, make these kids. Agreed. You know, they have their own personal decisions they make with their families, whatever. Some of them are against vaccination, some are for it. And it's not it's not on me to, like, preach to them. Like, what, you know, it's their decision. I don't really know what to make of that, but it's it is what it is, and it's unfortunate. I'm just um, saying. <laughs> and NC State, like they, this is the team that beat the the number one seeded Arkansas to mm-hmm. qualify for the College World Series. They were riding high. They were hot. Bummer. Sucks. Tough situation. Mega tough scene. Like, would we feel as bad if it happened in the first round? Probably not, no. but it would have been the same no. like outcome. Right. Like right. we, but we, you know, we wouldn't have been able to project. How the timing of the it is the most unfortunate yeah. part. Let's let's talk about something that I've just been chomping at the bit to talk about. Truff. A different truff scene. A mega truff scene right here. Truff is a luxury hot sauce brand inspired by the elegance and indulgence of truffles. We've all had it. We've got these things in our pantries. We've been cooking up with them. The style and swagger of streetwear culture meets the Instagram-centric lifestyle of food, KJ. Oh, yes. You're a big fan. Absolutely. The hotter sauce takes a heat up a notch beyond the normal uh, truff sauce, which is the uh, red bottle I'm speaking of here. And uh, extra jalapenos, red chili, and habanero for those who demand the spicier things in life. Put mm. this on eggs. I put this on burgers. I put this on. I put it on a salad. The, the truff day. burger. I've not tried that. That's a burger's excellent. way to go. Pizza topping. Dang. Whoa. You truffing your zone? You're going off. Boy. He's truffing bay. <laughs> Sometimes you got a truff bay day, Dave. Dude, I I'm very excited to try this uh, uh, yet again. We got bur- it's burger night tonight in Austin, mm. Texas. Weather permitting, weather permitting. Um, so I'm gonna try this, and I have not done the uh, the white truff hot sauce yet. Um, that's Go infused with rare and decadent white truffle. It's more than a billion organic shoutouts on Instagram and over one million likes on Instagram. We know that's good. It blends the, uh, you know, you got your black truffles, your ripe chilies, savory spices, organic agave nectar. I didn't even know nectar would be like something good in a hot sauce. Mm-hmm. I think agave nectar, it's like you put that in my, in my ranch water or something to spice it up. It, it's fantastic. 10,000 plus customer reviews, loyal chef fans from around the world and major streetwear co-signs. The number one best-selling sauce on Amazon and the number one best-selling sauce on Whole Foods, KJ, Whole Foods. Uh, check it out. Get 15% off site-wide. Plus free shipping with promo code BANG at truff.com. That's truff.com. Promo code BANG. That's 15% off everything. 
Okay, check it out. Promo code BANG. Dylan, man, the the L's just keep rolling in for you yeah, as your like, nights. As man. I alluded to earlier in the in the episode, I had a t- kind of a tough weekend. Hella L's. A couple of L's came my way. Uh, yeah, my my Golden Knights have uh, have gone back gone back home. Lost to Montreal in Game Six, a game I couldn't watch. Um, hockey stresses me out. There's a lot happening, and, and uh, I just I just get I get a little a little anxious watching it, and I just had a really bad feeling about the game, so I didn't watch it. You were out. Were you out with Bay? Be I honest. chose. I was at home. I chose not to watch it. I was in wow. Verdansk with you guys. Actually. You were in Verdansk. Yeah, they tied it up late, I believe, and then uh, overtime. They lost in overtime. Um, I couldn't do it, man. They're a plus two hundred underdog against does, the Lightning. Why does hockey stress me out so much? It's insane because it's very. It it that's playoff hockey. It's just it's something about like all the buildup, similar to soccer but with much more action, and. Sometimes it's hard to see the puck. You just next thing you know, like a pass. Next thing you know, it's in the goal, and you're like, "Whoa, what? What the fuck? Like you completely missed it." As hard as it is to see the puck, the announce. I know they're there, but they do such an incredible job of like mm-hmm. calling the game. I don't understand how it's, it's amazing. The skill that is the most is that the most impressive play by play, and or like they, the most difficult play by play. They call it like the the telecast. They call it like it's a radio. Like you like yeah. you're not watching it. They call it every single play. Every it's one of the move. easiest things to have on in the background and yeah. feel like you're getting the full experience. Even relative to like baseball, which is like made to be called for the radio. Yeah. I think hockey gives you a much better understanding of okay, you know, I'm not even gonna fake throwing out names here, but uh, I agree. Kenny call, Albert. They call out yes. they call out the goals as they happen. I'm like, wait, what? What 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 I miss? I don't even see the puck. It it's insane. On more than one occasion, I've thought like, okay, are they watching this on like a delay? Is this yeah. happening in a delay? Like, because it's really so impressive. impressive. I don't I don't understand how they do it. But the real story here is not the guys in the booth, right? Real Bunch story here is, hey, these guys, they go out there and just give it their all. KJ, uh, I'm not going to take any credit for the success that Montreal's had. I'm just going to say they are the one team that I pointed out has the worst logo amongst all NHL teams, given that it has wow. The symbol for both Canadians and the Habs, you know, their nickname and their main uh, mascot name. I think that's a little unstable. Um, but I do think the story of them, yeah, I won't say backdooring their way into the playoffs, but being the worst ranked team in the Canadian division because we've had these pods set up uh, all year long and you know, they only played Canadian teams. So they played Toronto, played uh, Vancouver and whatnot. It's very. Uh, I would say this is the equivalent of like if we got a play-in team for the NBA that would have made the finals or something like that. Like you know, a team that otherwise wouldn't have been there sneaks into the playoffs because of this year's rules. Uh, you've got another situation where they've—I don't know if they fired their coach mid-season, but they were—they had like a nine-game, a nine-goal, a negative nine-goal differential on the year. They were only a couple games over 500. We're clearing away one of the worst teams in the playoffs, unlike some teams. Uh, a la Colorado and Vegas, who should be in the finals. And they just kept winning. The reason that I am going to now announce that I'm quote-unquote rooting for uh, Montreal here in the finals, were you aware Corey Perry's uh, up there getting his nose bloodied for the Canadians? Uh, no. That's where Corey Perry is spending his time these days. So uh, I will root for Corey Perry as Corey Perry has uh, rooted for the Stars. Any. Anybody that is bled for the stars. Anybody he did bleed for the stars, and anybody who um, will get kicked out of the uh, the winter classic <laughs> like three minutes into the into the uh, the game, like um, I love that. Yeah. And then had to walk seven hundred yards in the Cotton Bowl, the Green Mile, as the, they called it, unbelievable, 
uh, one of my all-time uh, least favorite slash favorite Dallas Stars ever. Yeah, and then you know it's not hard to root against uh, the the GD Ning. Your words on here. Uh, I just there's nothing I like about them. The no. The Canadians are in almost the identical situation as the Stars were last year because the Stars were not expected to do anything. Next thing you know, they're playing the Lightning. Lightning had the redemption story angle, and uh, to their credit, they were the better team and they won. I hope that doesn't happen. I'm riding with the the Canadians because they're riding with us. (laughs) Are they? We got plenty. We got like 18 dudes who listen and ladies. DJ is now a – I'm riding with Swizzy. DJ is fan. He's riding with them. He is. Who are you rocking with? I don't care, man. I just okay. I'm sour. <laughs> He's still hurt. I'm sour. <laughs> I, I I will say this about the Lightning. Their coach, I don't know his name. Don't care to know his name. Has major uh, um, Quinn Snyder vibes. Yes. Like there's resting bitch face, and then there's the manager of the Lightning or coach of the Lightning's like, in, what do you call it? I guess fucking sideline yeah. face. Whatever he's got going on. Bench face? Bench face. It's just, Resting dude, bench face. Resting bench face for cool. sure. Put that on a t-shirt. There you go. Segment alert. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we will uh, – KJ and I will continue to watch. We haven't missed a game. Dylan's not going to watch anymore. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> he's done. <laughs> oh, Sorry, folks. I'm what? excited. This gives me an upper – you know that I love nothing more than asking dumb sports questions. Okay. I'm uh, sure we'll give you the right answer. Dylan. What's up? Why the f- do people care that uh, these pitchers uh, might have a little grease on their D's? Yeah. Don't what? They're not on their D's. Wait, what? They're pulling their D's out to make sure their their balls aren't have tacky. You, have they actually Explain shown crank? Um, have they pulled I crank? I haven't read up fully on this. No. Um, but having a foreign substance is ha- and always has been against the rules. Sounds a little xenophobic to me, <laughs> personally. <laughs> and um, but I think this has kind of been like look the other way situation for a yeah. while with with pitchers. They use the uh, the spider tack, I think it's called, mm-hmm. and apparently it makes a pretty big difference. And because the offensive numbers in the MLB are historically low this year, I think the batting like the batting average league wide is like two thirty something. And uh, that's not good. They're trying to crack down, man. It it really, I mean, it it it's makes like a big difference. Numbers. When you're talking, when you're talking, uh, spin rate of a baseball, it makes a big ass difference. You so. fancy yourself a ball player, high school ball? Do you know anybody who did this? Who was putting a little bit of the old uh, skitty barah on the old baseball? I don't think so. If anything, um, there's some. I mean, pine tar is very easy to come by around any high school dugout. Is rosin and pine tar? Are they the same thing? No. Okay. Pine tar, he was. Pine tar is the sticky stuff yeah. you put on the bat or you put on your hands and then, yeah. Rosin's what I put on a bow when I played violin in the fifth grade. Yeah. But what is it Did relative? you really? Oh, yeah. Most people String put it guy. on the, uh, like midway up the bat. Okay. And so when you're when you're gripping the bat, you just kind of grab it and you get your your hands all tackified and then you can grip the bat better. Rosin or pine tar? Pine tar. Pine tar. Uh, so pine, pine tar is the shitty looking stuff. Like everything pine looks Pine tar gross. is that, the, the dark sticky stuff. Yeah. It looks so dumb when you'd see helmets like you can't see the logo because they've got their whole helmet covered in it. Like yeah, that dude. stuff is easy to come by. Like I said, it was in every high school dugout that I've ever been in in my life. So um, it's easy to get a little bit of that on your fingers and it, you, you grip the ball a little bit better. Um, I'm sure it happens all the time, but it is against the rules. Is there any worry about like a pitcher who's been doing this? Let's say most pitchers are putting something foreign on their ball. Not even most. Let's say a good number, a quarter of them. Um, 
And then like all of a sudden, like, okay, we can't do that anymore. Are there going to be any control issues potentially guys who just can't find the zone? Is that going to present a problem for hitters? Like, you know, probably not. No. I mean, I think the idea behind it is just, is just spin rate really. Okay. Which, you know, I, as an avid baseball fan, as we all Mm -hmm. know, I am, I was going to attribute the batting averages dipping because of the swings. These players are taking these days. I mean, come on back in my day, you know, we're hitting for contact. I grew up around Tony Gwynn, and you know, put the bat on the ball. the ball around the field. I know, I know you're you're kind of I'm being. Kidding, you're kind of, I'm, I'm, I know you are, a, but this is a point. But KJ, that, that what you said is is yeah. actually valid. Swings have changed dramatically over yeah. the past like fifteen years. In what um, way? That, uh, so I've I've heard the line, but I don't. I had what never heard. I I grew up playing baseball yeah. until I was eighteen years old. I had never heard the term launch angle in my life. Okay. Now it's taught from like little league up. It's like one of the angle. main things when I play MLB the show. They're like velocity and launch angle, like on the launch screen, angle is a, is a huge deal now, and like batters know how to put like backspin on a ball and create lift with their swings, and it creates a little bit of a, a loop in your swing, or it can, and so it's it's causing more strikeouts but more home runs at the same time. Joey so. Gallo esque, correct? Sure. That's who I hear related when I hear people talk about Joey Gallo. Huge home run numbers, not so much this year, but big home run numbers, huge strikeout yeah. numbers. You look at a guy like Tony Gwen has the exact right. opposite of a of a swing that creates launch. Then you look at a guy like um let's see, who's a good one? Who's a big left hander for the Cubs? Did uh Chris Brown? No, no, no. Big left hander. Um I forget I always forget that two names, so that's a Rizzo Bryant, and then there's uh actually I don't even think he's on the Cubs anymore. Never uh, mind. Anyway, a ton of swings nowadays. It's just it's it's this like they don't they don't roll their their wrist over anymore. It's all just it's all right here. It's a short choppy swing that that it just I don't know. I've, Everybody's I've never I've never done it in my life. They're swinging like they're filming the next Hammer Driver commercial. Yeah, trying to go yeah. four hundo. Sure, sure. Check out Wash Media on Instagram for uh, if you like <laughs> Hammer content. <laughs> Is this born out of like all of the analytics and camera like review that we have now versus before? Like people are saying, okay, the numbers you know, pump out that you swing like kind of like shooting more threes in basketball, I guess. Like, is it kind of that sort of thing? Like your shooting percentage may go down, but if you hit more threes, more than, you know, mid-range jumpers. I'm just trying to make it make sense in my head. Like, why yeah. why is this become a there thing? There probably is uh, an analytics angle to it, but I think most people just like hitting home runs. It just looks fucking cooler. It look, it looks <laughs> home fun. runs are super It tight. looks fucking awesome. It's true. Uh, it's hard to do. As soon as Bally Sports wants to start showing me Ranger games um, down here, I will I will watch a few. You, if you follow me at KJ Ellis with ones as the L's on Twitter, you might have seen that I retweeted a Key Brian Hayes, uh, real impressive third base play. He kind of jumped threw the ball back to first base. Oh, a jump throw. <laughs> yeah, jumped. I was like, I don't know if there's a fucking word for this. And threw out the runner at first. Granted, it was like Yadier Molina like running to first, so he had some time. But it was a very Adrian Beltre-esque uh, type play. Miss you, Belts. Uh, come back for his uh, jersey retirement bobblehead night. Ah, uh, yeah. Something like that in September. If somebody wants to host us in a suite uh, and pay for our room and board, we will sure. definitely go. I will be center field waving a beater for him. Are you going? Oh, okay. No. Was that proven true? No, it's man. Bullshit. They don't need to dra- don't drag Belt's name. Uh, that's all I have. I'm glad that you answered because I've I've been very yeah, frustrated it's... seeing these stories, and I'm like, okay, who gives a shit? All it's all that I like is that Kurt Surfer is like, you know, pulling his dick out on the mound now. Did you ever pull your crank out on the mound? No, I never did. Any of your teammates? Baseball? You? Uh, we've talked about this. Guys in the dugout do weird shit. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but the the naked stuff doesn't happen until you get to Max, the locker room. That's behind yeah. closed doors. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think of a, a good example of a swing I'm talking about, and I, I just can't come up with one. But it, they're all over I, the place. I think I understand what you're saying. I, yeah. I'm again, I'll equate it to Joey Gallo because that's what I see. Joey Gallo is, is is a good example. He he does this. I mean, a lot of them do. Last question on baseball. Why the fuck are you all so messy in the dugout? Okay, I'm kidding. Go on. Next, uh, next question. They don't have sunflower seeds anymore due to COVID and whatnot and dip, but there'd be no worse sight than like the team you like celebrating. They hop the rail and you're all excited and you look behind them and it's just nothing but seeds and oh, yeah. gum and dip spit everywhere. And I'm like, dip, dip. I mean, my high school teammates dipped even though it was against the rules, obviously. <laughs> oh, they, really? They did it. Yeah, we. I was a big sunflower seed guy. I never played a game without just a big, big hog of sunflower seeds. You know, just a big old hog in your cheek. <laughs> a big old hog, man. Dude, I want to give a shout out to my eighth grade wide receiver coach. I won't name his name, but um, who would just um, randomly host like the the kids that like were that he liked that were really good. He would have them like just kind of hang out in his truck and dip with them. Questionable. In in the parking lot, but it was just like uh, we're just dipping. You're in eighth grade. We're just it's tobacco. We're doing here. I, I, let me be clear. I wasn't one of those kids. This is the same guy who wanted me to hook him up with my sister. Oh, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, he told me he'd put me on the A-team in basketball. He also coached basketball. He's like, I'll put you on the A-team if you give me a date hey, with your sister. by the way, I just got my hands on some of my old uh, baseball footage in oh. DVD form. So once I – I can play it through my Give it to Cole Adam to make a video. I got I to gotta go through some of that and um, digitize it. I, I can't do it. I'm going to ask somebody else to do it for me. The cool man's Adam got access to, like, full-blown production okay. studio Very stuff. sick. Very cool. Yeah. I would love to see that. Ready I'd to like party? to see young, young Dill in action. Uh, yeah, we'll do a breakdown before uh, before the season's up. Because a lot of people have been questioning your launch angle. <laughs> My launch angle? I was not a home run guy. I wasn't. I, I was a gap-to-gap guy. There might be a Wash Media Sports Science segment coming your way. Okay. More cool. on that later. Time to party. Uh, Shout-out to... Carl Nassib, Raiders DN, former Buccaneers, and Cleveland Browns DN. Uh, King out of P- uh, Penn State came out as gay on Monday last week, right after our episode, which, you know, that's when all the good news drops. So really does. Very shout, you know, big shout out to him, as it is Pride Month. Uh, you know, be comfortable in who you are and uh, be comfortable and feeling confident that you've got the support network to be that person in a field that isn't always as uh, receptive as it seems to be right now. But what I remember Carl Nassib for is uh, his notable presence on Hard Knocks about six years ago when he was with the Browns, uh, breaking down uh, return on investments from, like, index bonds or some Compound interest. Compound interest, where he was getting back 10% on all of his investments. And all the players are like, damn, where are you getting 10% back? My guy said I can only get six. He went to the whiteboard on them. Oh, yes. Which... I respect it all. That that's that scene's all good and well. But if you go back and watch it, you can Google it. Carl Nassib, hard knock scene. Great scene. Funny, funny scene. There's a gentleman about two minutes into it eating clams uh, and mussels, the shellfish, Unbelievable. in an NFL meeting room. Like, Miles Garrett shows up eating a salad, very normal thing to see. Sometimes you'll see guys drinking a protein shake. If they're eating it all, it might be a sandwich or something where it's quick, handheld, because people are out there, you know, feet out. It's nasty in meeting rooms. It ain't great. You Maybe ever eaten mussels seeds. in a meeting? No, that's, that sounds uh, pretty shellfish, actually. Yeah, shellfish in close quarters. It just ain't It ain't good. But anyhow, shout out to Carl Nassau. Hey, uh, okay. 
Bill from King of the Hill. Oh, and his name's Harris, not Harrison. I'm Harris sorry. English in a uh, on the eighth playoff hole defeats uh, former Longhorn great Kramer Hickok. Very cool. Did you know Kramer before yesterday? Uh, I yeah, I didn't know okay. him. I didn't know what he was doing on the tour. I I generally would have maybe guessed he was on the Corn Ferry, but I know his name just as somebody who casually follows the uh, the collegiate stuff, but. That was tough. It sucked because he's buddies with Sam Burns from LSU, who won already this year on tour, his first up. And his wife was there, and they kept panning to them. I think they really, really, really wanted him to win. CBS did because they kept showing like photos from his Instagram. They were really playing up the Jordan Spieth friendship angle, old roommates, uh, just a lot. And then he didn't win. And he had a <laughs> number of chances. He had a number of putts slip out. Shout out to Harris English. Uh, Travelers, Travelers kind of delivers. Uh, fun tournament, I guess. Um, Would have liked to have seen some variety on the playoff holes because, I mean, clearly, like, playing 17 and 18 over and over wasn't going to do it. Why Why do they – I guess what goes into that decision? Is it about crowd management and, you know, having to go back and walk all these holes with all these people in one space? Or is Probably it just logistics. Like, they're like, hey, odds of us having to do more than two holes. That They're, they're, they're banking on that because, like, if they were to go play, like – Six. Like, like let's say six asshole. is like a, a really tough hole or something like a, a short par four that you know you have to be specific and what you tee off with like they're not going to wait for the crowd to walk over so and they and it looks better on tv if yeah. the crowd's there so yeah they wouldn't do that um but yeah that was fun i i went and picked up dinner and came back and it was like on the fifth playoff still hole. fucking on. like we're still doing this huh uh bubba was uh what happened to him on sunday i didn't just see absolute just terrible back nine. Just absolute collapse. Like six over through his last six or something. I don't know. Do you think people would bad. have been as excited or supportive or whatever had Bubba won after, you know, not having won for so long? Yes. Okay. I think people are turn, slowly like, turning it around on okay. Bubba. He's won the Travelers like two or three times already. Um, he plays that course well. It fits his eye, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. He's been pretty open with his struggles, like mental health and stuff. So I think people are like, okay, like Bubba, give him a second chance, even though he left Travis Matthews for Oakley, and I still haven't forgiven him for that. It's uh, He's a good dude, I think. Um, did you guys get any combat sports in over the weekend? Nope. Okay. Well, Gervonta Davis, Tank, a.k.a. Tank, defeats uh, San Antonio's own Mario Barrios uh, in just pretty insane fashion. Mario had like four or five inches on him. And Gervonta uh, is a power puncher, uh, knocked him out. It was pretty awesome to see. Then you had the return of uh, Lomachenko, the noted Ukrainian, former title holder. Um, I don't know. I'd love to see these two guys fight at some point. Um, who knows? We'll see if Loma gets the uh, rematch with Lopez or not. But those are two names. If You, you probably know Lomachenko's name, Gervonta mm-hmm. Davis. You, you should know his name. He is Three, I guess, three uh, champion in three world, uh, weight classes right now, which is pretty insane. Uh, he's also a Mayweather guy. I think Floyd Mayweather Sr. is his head trainer. So check him out. Oh, we got a little Euro Cup, huh? Yeah. Uh, group of 16 has begun. Uh, in fact, Croatia, I believe, uh, went up early on Espana, a.k.a. Spain, if you don't speak Spanish out there. Thank you. Uh, today on a very poor play by the uh, Spanish goalie. However, I believe Spain came back to uh, win late. But either way, check Sunday Scaries for a deeper review of the Euro Cup. When it gets when it gets down to, like, to the final four, we should, we'll have Will on. Break it down. Absolutely. Coffee and football zone. You know I'm riding with Italy. And then uh, finally, oh, yeah, we did have a little F1 yesterday in Austria. Max. 
Verstappen. V-step, I like to call him. Red Bull is really uh, looking good, huh? Yeah. yeah. Are they going to pull this thing out? Are you rocking with Red Bull? Uh, you know, I think when, uh, when I was joking about picking a team, I think I was like, yeah, I'm riding with Red Bull. And now, like, I don't ride with Red Bull. <laughs> like, now I kind of like Mercedes. And maybe it's because they're losing. I don't know. Maybe I like Lewis Hamilton. And Verstappen just seems like kind of a dick. He seems robotic to me. I think he'll Not get better over Robotic's time. the yeah. word. He's a dick. I, okay. I, I'm glad that he's having success. I'm glad that Mercedes is having to push. And then I think what happened with Sergio Perez yesterday was interesting. You know, if, if you saw he was getting pitted. Um, it had a little delay in the pit that basically – put him in a position where without it, he likely would have finished third. Uh, but even with it, he was able to make up some ridiculous amount of time on uh, Valtteri Bottas. And probably with a couple more seconds in the race, probably could have pulled it out. But it gave some excitement. I'm okay with it being, you know, one guy far and away winning if there's still excitement behind it. I love these tracks more than um, city tracks or whatever they're called, road courses. Uh, so I'm, I'm just happy to see any races that are on this style of track. Who is the uh, other dude? It was Yuki, and who's the other guy in the Austrian fit pick? Uh, I believe that was George Russell. I believe, but I might be wrong. But that picture, I should have had this queued up for to show, but we'll, we'll throw it on the TL or something. I love but, traditional um, Austrian garb. Just going out hanging out <laughs> in basically lederhosen, essentially. That's sick. It's very uncomfortable looking. Uh, you know, it's... <laughs> it, Shout out to Verstappen, though. It's fit season. Yeah, Shout out to, to Verstappen. Red Bull. Okay. Oh, uh, in Wimbledon's going on. Started today. No Osaka. Oh, no Rafael Nadal. I, I think I deleted this what? out. But that's you know that's why I'm in all white here today. Is it really? It's yeah, not because you missed Laundry Day or exactly. anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's just all in respect of Osaka. You know, Naomi Osaka's not there, so I'm I'm here for her. Okay. Well, folks, run it back is short this week. Let's get right into it. Of course, running back. Oh, you got to hit the music, Dave. You can yeah. start. We'll do. You do a cold intro. Is the segment during which we talked about what we already talked about. Dave likes to imagine his liquid death beating thirst to death with baseball bats, mafia yeah. style. Sure. Dave is surprisingly knowledgeable about women's gymnastics. Yeah, big fan. You had a lot to say about that segment, Dave. Simone Biles is goaded. That's hot. That's Dave, a hot take. Dave clearly had a crush on Dominique Muciano. Dylan's teams took a couple of L's over the weekend. Carl Schwarber is a name Dylan couldn't think of. His swing creates mad lift. A perfect example of what I'm talking about, by the way. Go check out his swing, Kyle Schwarber. Swing. Dylan goes hog on some seeds. I didn't write that one or this next one. Dylan hated KJ's takes on NC State, so he was so he wasn't on run it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why is it the Dave show? I don't know, man. You, I feel like I take a lot out. of shots some weeks, and then other weeks it's all you. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Last week was very KJ heavy, <laughs> if I recall. True. Unfortunately okay. so. Yeah. A little lighter than expected. Good uh, stuff, guys. KJ was on a doing a business call earlier while we were doing <laughs> circling back and like he had kj's on a headset he's got the earpiece and the, and the you know traditional headset look and he's got the smu game day on and it just you just looked very very i was like, like calling plays from the press box <laughs> it, it looked like you were either in like a oh gosh you're just like you're waiting for like a, a an oc gig but like you just you're coming off of getting fired as a head coach and you're, you took an analyst gig with saban i really know i'm just there to cut up film after the game is over but i've got to look intense on all the booth shots oh man I was about to say, nobody heard that. I had to glance for the button. I'm like, I don't think anybody heard that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Professionals. Oh. 
Well, it's okay. We'll keep talking until David finds the button. Dave found the button. <laughs> but if y'all want to keep talking, feel free. Sorry, folks. Bye. Bye. I want my chips with a dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with a dip. So bring them dips.